and welcome back to SEMA's podcast. Y'all ready for this? Where we talk about all things emergency preparedness to make sure that you and your family are ready for anything. This week, you guys, I think at this point we should just make her like the host and just like replace me. We with occupational safety, risk management, and disability services, still the longest title that we've ever had anyone. Lee, welcome back. I'm excited to have you here. This week, we're talking again things safety. Of course we are, because we've got Lee here. Um, and, and then again, my fabulous co-host, Miss Sakili. Welcome back, both of you. At this point, I think we just can have an open and honest conversation because people are like used to hearing us. True, that's true. That's true. Yeah, Lee's got a fancy new background this time though. So for people that are, are watching us on Facebook, Lee's got a fancy new, new background and I got the memo to wear blue so that we could match. Nice. Yeah, I just know that people people are interested in seeing all of the training materials behind me. So they, they get distracted by the chaos. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, I think I think they get distracted and they realize that like, oh, man, she knows what she's talking about. Look at all these books behind her. Look at all this stuff behind her. I think that's like really what goes through their mind when they have to when they have to watch it. If you but, say so. All right. Well, we are here today to, and we're bringing back, bring it, putting the band back together here. I like it uh, to talk about holiday safety. I cannot even believe that we are already at the end of 2021. I feel like we're it's still 2019, and we're about to embark on a whole crazy adventure um, <laughs> together as like a whole wide world. But we are just in the midst of the holiday season. So get excited about that. And we are really people across the country are going to start traveling. Some might even be traveling right now as they're listening to this podcast. We, we know that you are a driving safety person. You are a fire safety person. You are a safety of awesome things person. Um, when someone's thinking about getting ready to drive or they're traveling right now, what kind of recommendations do you have for them as they get ready for this holiday season. Yeah, Chelsea, you know, I've been a, a defensive driving instructor for many, many, many years. So I think that's uh, something that I, I am always passionate about in, in talking about defensive driving and being a defensive driver, especially around this time of the year. A lot of people are traveling. You have to take into consideration all the road work that we've talked about already. So there's road work going on all over the place. Um, the, the advice that I give to people who are traveling right now at this time of the year by car, check your routes. Make sure that there aren't detours. Make sure you've downloaded a traffic app. Um, we don't have to use MapQuest anymore. So uh, with, the, with the paper, but download some kind of technology, GPS or what have you. Um, and make sure you know your route well. Important to be patient because you're going to have a lot of other people out there that are traveling just like you are. So this kind of means time management, like giving yourself enough time to get there and to build in breaks and build in bathroom breaks. You know, you have to build in those stops. Just realize that you're never going to beat the GPS time. You just, I'm going to you know, try it, though, Lee. It, <laughs> it's a challenge. <laughs> I knew you were that kind of person, Chelsea. <laughs> but it, it's a challenge for us. We see that, that time stamp down there and we want to beat that time. Um, and then don't drive drowsy. 
uh, one of the big things, drowsy driving is impaired driving. And um, we have a lot of people that will fall asleep behind the wheel without even realizing it with micro sleeps and so forth. Won't get into that, but I will say if you eat a heavy meal and then you, you drive, that's going to help get you drowsy eating that big heavy meal. So, you know, eat light. Don't try to drive when you your body should be sleeping. So if, if you're going to, say, Michigan, you know, don't leave at two o'clock in the morning. Your body's accustomed to sleeping because if you leave at two o'clock in the morning, your body's going to be tired or bring on that drowsiness. And I think something else that we do have to to be concerned with. I know none of none of our listeners would ever drink and drive, but there are people out there that still drink and drive, even though they know the dangers. And if you look at the statistics on Saturday evenings after 10 o'clock, really on Saturdays, one in 10 to one in eight drivers are impaired in some way. So just know that, you know, you have to look out for them, keep focused on the road and, and looking out for those other people driving during the holiday seasons. Wow. Yeah, that's a really important reminder. A lot of people, I mean, they eat these big meals and they're like, oh, I'm fine. I, I know I've, I've definitely done it. My, my parents and my in-laws are about two hours away when, when my husband and I used to travel and I'd be famous to just stuff my face and then get in the car and it just, my husband's asleep beside me. Yes, I can absolutely see that happening. So thank you for bringing that up as a safety tip. Yeah, I've never, I mean, I that's 100% true. Like you don't, some people don't necessarily think of drowsy driving as like, of as being as impaired as like a drunk driver, but it totally would be because if you're falling asleep at the wheel, you're not watching the road, you could hit somebody or you could harm yourself. Absolutely, absolutely. But um, one thing I do enjoy about the holidays, no matter when people celebrate them or regardless of like whatever religion they practice, is that they are so often a time for families to come together, often to celebrate over a large meal. But that also means there's a lot of food safety and food preparation safety that people have to keep in mind. Like when you're deep frying a turkey or trying to keep those leftovers safe, when you're trying to keep the Thanksgiving leftovers for like 3,000 months, when maybe it should just be one or preparing food appropriately and just what are your thoughts and advice to the listeners about that so in food preparation you know we the big thing right now is deep frying the turkeys well I think deep frying the turkeys has been a huge thing the last few years and people are moving more towards smoking turkeys Mm -hmm. but We still have a lot of people deep frying turkeys and then you get those injuries from oil burns and stuff. So I think if you're going to deep fry a turkey this year, really move, move that turkey away from the house. You don't want that. (laughs) You don't want that big vat of oil, hot oil with a, a pot, the, I think they use the propane burners. You don't want that mm-hmm. next to your house and you don't want it on a wooden deck. You know, um, I think having a fire extinguisher that we've talked about before, having a fire extinguisher nearby is a great safety tip for that. Um, you want that turkey uh, fryer to be on level ground. You don't want it to be leaning towards one side or the other. Just make sure that it's level. And you know, the, the fire departments do these demonstrations every year. I don't know if I've seen one this year, but they take a frozen turkey and they 
dip it in the oil and they have too much oil in there and so forth, um, they are encouraging you to thaw your turkey out and make sure you dry it off because oil and water don't mix. So uh, that's, you know, I'm not going to fry my turkey. I'm putting it in the oven according to the, the food network. <laughs> but um, you mentioned leftovers too, and, and it's really important to, to store them properly because I know, um, you know, back in the day, grandma would make the big Thanksgiving lunch and it would sit out because family would drop in and they would leave. Um, but, but that's really not safe because bacteria is just growing and growing. And the longer it sits out, the more bacteria gets on there. Um, but I, you know, take it and store it properly. So that just, you know, break it up into smaller uh, portions so it cools down quicker. And then you don't necessarily have to wait for it to become room temperature if you put it in smaller portions. Um, airtight and put it in the refrigerator. The general rule for Thanksgiving, y'all, is you eat your leftovers by Cyber Monday. <laughs> it's Monday is no. like <laughs> Monday. I know, <laughs> but this is it, y'all. You eat your leftovers by Monday because your um, your leftovers are going to be good three to four days after that fourth day they kind of start looking sad and start becoming a little unsafe depending on what it is um that you have <laughs> so so cyber monday is when we should be done with the thanksgiving leftovers and it and if you reheat your leftovers um it is a good idea to reheat the leftovers make sure you're bringing it up to 165 degrees Using that food thermometer, if it's something like soup or gravy, I know, you know, sauces and gravies are really good. Um, you just bring that to a rolling boil and, and that just reheats. It's safe enough to kill any kind of bacteria. And then, um, uh, you know, you always hear about washing your hands, washing your hands. Well, especially the last two years, but it's really important that if you're dealing with meat, you want to keep your hands washed. You want you don't want to cross contaminate. You don't want the meat juices, the raw meat juices, getting in with the vegetables and the salad and things like that and the potatoes. So you know, use a different cutting board. Use different utensils. Uh, warm hot soapy water. Make sure that you're washing down your cutting boards and things like that. Um, you know, washing washing helps take care of any kind of Salmonella, E. coli bacteria that may be found in some of the foods like raw eggs, uh, raw eggshells and, um, and meats. But um, I'm trying to think maybe thawing the turkey out is something else. I am not good about thawing my turkey. I never know what day to take it out of the refrigerator and to, you know, let it sit in some water. But uh, thawing the turkey out, you really want to be safe with that. And so the USDA recommends putting it in a sink of, of just cool water not cold, not hot, but just cool water. Change that water out every 30 minutes until the turkey um, is thawed out enough for you to cook. And that, that's just a safe way to, to thaw your, your turkey. And the batters. Have you you two ever eaten raw cookie dough? Yes. Uh, yes. yes. <laughs> of course. It's so good, but it it's is so, so dangerous. You know, it didn't kill us, right? It did not kill us, but um, you nope, know, we so still get the 
we get the warnings all the time about eating raw batter and uh, cookie dough and things like that. I know you want to taste, I don't think a little, a slight little taste to make sure seasonings are okay. I don't think that's harmful, but I think long gone are the days where mom would come in and say, you want to lick the beaters, you know, and we lick the chocolate pie off the beaters. But um, I think that's really the, the best food safety tips that I can get. And I know that you can go to USDA online and they have some really good information about um, safe holiday holiday cooking. Um, Sakili, I feel like maybe maybe we've been doing something wrong or everything wrong our whole lives. I've been doing everything wrong, but listeners, if I can give up my Thanksgiving leftovers by Cyber Monday, so can you. And there's good news. I think Pillsbury makes like the safe to eat cookie dough where there's no eggs in it. So maybe yes. all hope is not lost for eating raw cookie dough. Um, that is true. Yes. And I, I learned that the hard way. So my, my precious daughter, um, when she makes cookies for my parents, she likes to take a bite of the cookie dough and then put it on the tray and then take a bite and then put it on the tray. So like, thank goodness Pillsbury makes cookie dough that you could actually, you know, eat. But I think I'm going to have a hard time convincing my husband to throw away leftovers on Monday. I think that that's going to be very, very difficult for us, Lee. So we might have to have continued conversations on the leftover front. Invite me over. If you invite me over, I'll eat and you won't have so many leftovers. Oh, all right. So we just need to, okay. I, I like your train of thought there. We just need to have the more friends is over. We must eat more. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is not getting into general health and well-being. We'll have to do a separate <laughs> podcast on that. We're strictly talking food safety eat everything that you have possibly in front of you before it goes bad. All right. That's solid advice. All right. So kind of transitioning from uh, maybe November holidays and Thanksgiving and some of the other things that we've been chatting about and moving into holidays where we get to set up decorations. Lee, there, I know there's like some controversy in the world about when you should set up for those celebrating Christmas, when you should set up a Christmas tree. I'm going to be honest. Before Thanksgiving, I always do it before Thanksgiving. Don't judge me, but like, why not just be happy all the time? I don't understand why people deprive themselves from happiness and <laughs> awesomeness. But okay, as people are starting to be more awesome and set up decorations in their homes for whatever celebrations they are having in their house, what are some safety tips that they might be able to to use or think of, or maybe some things that they might not be aware of that might be hazardous? Well, uh, one of the big things that we encourage people nowadays is um, use battery operated candles. <laughs> you know, there's so many house fires related to the use of candles and you can just avoid that risk altogether by just using those small battery operated candles. Um, I have cats in my house. I have, have Baxley, my cat. Um, would want to see what the flame is and would mm -hmm. probably set his tail on fire and, you know, burn the house down that way. But oh no, you, you want to <laughs> you, you take out that risk. And so a good way is to just not using those candles and using the battery operated candles. That way you don't have to worry about, you know, did you go to bed and leave the candle lit? It, it'll go off. Um, and I mentioned Baxley but pets uh, and, and, and babies too 
are at risk with poisonous plants. Um, mistletoe berries, mistletoe, uh, that could be poisonous. I, um, lilies are poisonous to a lot of animals too. So if you're gonna decorate with live uh, plants, you know, just make sure you're using something that's pet friendly. Sago palms can be deadly to dogs, you know, and some people get those miniature ones and put lights on them. So just check out your plants if you're going to use live plants in your decorations and, and make sure they're safe for your animals and, and your kids. Uh, Christmas trees are always the, the things that we talk about, you know, um, if you're going to put up a Christmas tree, whether it's artificial or real, um, keep it away from the fireplace, you know, make sure that it's on a stable platform and it's not going to fall over on top of anybody. You know, I, and I say this and I'm, I'm seeing Christmas vacation playing in my head here with, with the cat chewing on the, on the wires. Um, make sure that if you do have one of those artificial trees that it's labeled fire, fire resistant. And uh, if you're using a, a live tree, Make sure that it has water in it. It's watered every day. Assign that job to somebody as a chore every day to check the water in your uh, Christmas tree because it could dry out and, and become a hazard. Then the lights that we use. Um, you want to, I know we reuse our lights every year. We get so frustrated untangling the lights and because and, we don't, we put them up in a hurry, right? So we don't untangle them. But uh, when, you're, when you're untangling those lights, uh, in your fits of anger, check for any frayed wires, the bare spots in the coating. Um, you know, you don't want to run the cords uh, that have real tight kinks in them and stuff because that could be dangerous. And then don't stick them up under carpets and in and, and hallways and walkways and stuff because then people will trip and fall down. Um, so we, you know, crutches in Christmas or crutches, crutches in Thanksgiving are not a good combination. So you don't want to uh, create tripping hazards. And, and you, you guys don't really, this is the thing, Chelsea, when you say some things that we don't really think about a lot, ladders. Um, I think we've talked about how many people get hurt every year from ladders and, you know, using a chair as a ladder or a, a rolling cart that's sitting around the office as a ladder. Um, use a ladder. Make sure that you inspect it and it's not broken. It's not falling apart. Um, you know, you would not believe the number of families whose, whose holidays have just been absolutely ruined because somebody's broken their back, you know. So use that ladder properly. Don't stand on the very top of it and um, make sure that you're not wearing bedroom shoes. You're wearing some real good slip resistant shoes when you when you go to climb that, climb that ladder. I know it. It, it, it's just something that we don't think about. Yeah, it is. So I think those are the, the main safety tips for um, just general decorating, uh, especially the ladder. Y'all don't fall off the ladder this year, please. Lee, I feel, I feel personally victimized by that just a little bit. Um, I, I have to admit, I was the first one to step on the chair. I uh, did not mm. think about it. You're you're absolutely right. How horrible would it be for me to have fallen and broken my back or hurt hurt myself or fallen on top of my poor child? Uh, you know, not paying attention. I know Tequila's like, oh no, but like it it could have happened, and I I need to think a little bit more about that. So, listeners, I'm gonna do better. 
but I've already set up my tree this year. So for those that haven't set up their tree yet or are still getting ready to set up their decorations, please try to do a little bit better than poor old Chelsea that did not. <laughs> I'm still also setting up my decorations and I am also very guilty of using chairs or like things that are not stepping stools and ladders and but I learned my lesson because I stepped on something that was not a step ladder it's like a shelf and the shelf like collapsed and I cut myself so don't be me and also watch out for your pets because I have a cat as well and he's very guilty of destroying ornaments and other things. And I would hate for him to get into something that could actually hurt him. So just be aware that, like they said, that everything is basically poisonous. So just double check before you bring it into your house. It's true. <laughs> it's true. And if you're like, especially if you have a Christmas tree and you have a toddler, um, put all of your really nice, fancy, awesome ornaments at the top of the tree and then leave the non-breakable ones at the mm -hmm. bottom of the those tree the because bottom. they will be scattered around your house, I yeah. Promise. promise. Yeah, especially if you like those nice glass ornaments. Cats, oh, yeah. dogs, or children, just either don't use them or make sure they can't get to them because they will be destroyed. Absolutely. And don't use um, rolling chairs to put up things because I've also done that and it was incredibly dangerous. Sakili, this is a safety <laughs> podcast. Not all the horrible things that you have done. What are you talking about? Okay, so I know that this time of year we see some <laughs> increased home electrical fires. What are some ways that people can avoid this happening? Well, first and foremost, you know, we talk about lights, uh, using the right lights for the job. You don't want to use interior lights for outdoor purposes. Um, you know, you, they, I think they have the indoor outdoor lights, but you wanna use the appropriate lights for the appropriate setting. Um, and then we're gonna plug all those light strands. We've got, you know, 40 light strands. We're gonna plug them all into one outlet, right? Again, Lee, this no. is a safety podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, see, I don't know about you guys. You know where the safety office is, and you I'm gonna have to come over there once a week and do a safety inspection on you guys. Just you two. Rude! But, you know <laughs> overloaded circuits though, y'all can can really cause fires. And in I talk about this, Chelsea. I know you remember this because you bring it up a lot. The the octopus, the nice. electrical octopus. I do an article every year for all of our employees talking about don't make the electrical octopus. Um, you're taking those 40 light strands and you're putting them into, you're putting them into an extension cord and putting that mm -hmm. extension cord into another extension cord. <laughs> so you're just overloading everything. And then you don't even have, we, we call it the GFCI outlets, the ground fault, um, ground fault circuit interrupters. And these are the special outlets that if you look in the middle of them between the two plugs, it's got the little buttons that say test and reset. So if you're using, you should have these outside and this is where you plug in your outdoor lights. And if they cut off for some reason, that means that that outlet has found leaking current. And so as a safety thing, it'll just cut off. So you have to reset it. And so you may be tripping that, uh, that switch because of all of those beautiful lights that you have out in the, out in the yard. 
Uh, so try to avoid that electrical octopus. Um, I think that, uh, you know, outdoor decorations are gorgeous, but we just don't want to overheat with the wires and the outlets and cause a fire. And again, you don't want those extension cords connected to extension cords, connected to extension cords. Um, you want to use it wisely. Um, they, they have those plugs with the strip on it that you can plug in like maybe six um, light strands. That's not for six different electrical <laughs> extension cords. So don't overload those and uh, cut the lights off when you're not home, when, you're not in, when they're not in use. And I think something else is, is don't run cords across driveways. Uh, one, because they're, you're going to rub off some of that wiring insulation if, if you continue to drive over it. And then also you don't want to run it across the sidewalks because that uh, creates tripping hazards. But we're talking electrical fires. So um, just try not to overload those circuits with all of those beautiful lights and those blowing up. Uh, the, you've seen the blow up things out in the yard. Yes, I, I yes. love those. Those are awesome. I, I'm going to have to, you know, I think we all want to go out and ride through and see all of the beautiful decorations. But, you know, being a safety professional in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, goodness, I hope they unplug everything when they go to bed. But that is something you want to turn them off. Um, you don't want to overheat and be asleep and then have a fire start either. And then I think the other thing is, you know, uh, making sure that you update, you update your, your light strands. I know that those antique ones with the big, huge bulbs and the ones with the little bubbling lights, those are beautiful, uh, but they're, you know, they may not be UL listed or a, a approved or safe to, to use nowadays. So just kind of weed them out. You know, you can do another craft with them. If you want to hang on to those, they are beautiful. But uh, let's let's try to update so so we're using the 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 safest lights and decorations that we can. Yeah, absolutely. I um I have one of those old timey I don't even know porcelain Christmas trees uh, that have like all the little individual bulbs that go in and it's super fancy. And I brought it down. I was going to put it up this year, and then I just kind of looked at looked at my daughter and then thought about it a little bit more. And I was like, you know what? We're going to put that back in the attic. Like, that's just not going to be a good idea this year. But as you were talking about that electrical cord, you're right. I think it's one of the electrical cords that just has two plugs. It doesn't um, have like the ground piece to it. So I might look at trying to replace that electrical component before I bring that back out. I think it's a really good idea. I just bought a new house. I don't need it to burn down because of a Christmas ornament. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> no, that would not be like ringing in the new year in the best possible way. I can't imagine. So <laughs> Lee, I feel like we've talked uh, about food safety and we've talked about decorations. A lot of people this time of year and then moving over the next month, month and a half, people are going to be purchasing gifts and they're going to be having things sent home. We're still very much in a digital world. I mentioned Cyber Monday earlier. People are going to be getting those deals and then having them sent to their home. But there's no denying that over the last two years, it's been tough for a lot of people. And we're starting to see, you know, people maybe not being able to afford these things or people are struggling. So they turn to 
porch piracy, or they're going around and they're trying to take packages off of people's porches because they are trying to give their families something. Um, what, is a, what are some ways safety-wise or technology-wise that people might be able to better protect their investments this year and hopefully prevent some of that porch pirate happening to them? Yeah, uh, you know, the last couple of years have been tough on so many people. Um, and we just, you know, I'm, I'm very thankful that we have a lot of organizations here in Savannah that, and Chatham County that uh, can provide gifts and, and such for people who can't afford them. But, you know, Chatham County Police Department has been begging us for months, even prior to the holiday season, don't leave your belongings and your vehicles within sight. And I think that's a great idea is, you know, put it in the trunk or take it in the house with you. Uh, so that's one thing uh, with the break-ins, but we, we, we need to remember to lock our car doors. Um, you know, the days where we could pull up in the driveway and jump out of the car and leave it unlocked all night long in our own driveway are long gone. So, um, you know, make sure that you're locking your vehicle, you're taking out your valuables and uh, bringing them in the house with you. But you mentioned the por porch pirates. Uh, you know, that's a problem. I, I'm on nextdoor.com and I see all, all the time I'm seeing people are missing packages. And so uh, just a couple of tips, you know, if you can have your package delivered to where you work, you know, um, I could have mine delivered here to my office uh, because this is where I'm at. Somebody's going to be here and, and I wouldn't worry about it. But I know that's not possible for everyone to have a package delivered to their to their work, to their office location, or maybe, you know, wh whatever organization they're in. You know, do you trust a neighbor? Is there someone, you know, in your neighborhood that uh, you trust enough to watch for a package coming to you? And, and maybe they can go and take it off the porch. Now, I do know that they make these boxes that you can bolt down to the porches and um, once the package is put in and delivered and closed, that box locks. And so uh, you as a homeowner have the key to that and you'll be able to, to uh, open that box. I, I've seen them online. I'm not sure the cost, but they are a fantastic idea. A couple of my neighbors actually have those. And they're just bolted to the, to the porch, so you can't really take them. Um, and then, you know, it might take some of the fun out of it but you could have it gift wrapped and delivered to the recipient or you know they always say is this a gift when you order something from amazon is this a gift um if you say yes and they will hide it in in, in it it won't be visible what it is uh but you know it, it does again it takes a little bit of the fun out of it but um i i think that we have to remember this time of the year our delivery people are overwhelmed mm -hmm. they they, you see them working from, from, from sun up way past sundown, and they're just overwhelmed with, with packages trying to get there on time. And I, I think we as, as good neighbors want to make sure we look at the address. If we have a box on our porch and we, we, you know, we have been ordering stuff, still check that address. Uh, to make sure that it is is yours and it is being delivered to you because again like i said i'm on nextdoor.com and a lot of my neighbors have had packages misdelivered so delivered to the other neighborhood behind us and wherever it was delivered you know fortunately we've got some good neighbors they they've said oh 
you know, does anybody know so-and-so they had a package delivered at my house? But there are some, some rare cases where it was misdelivered and wherever it was delivered, no one ever came forward to say anything about it and they never had their package. So keep track of what you're ordering. Um, some of us may have to have a spreadsheet, <laughs> but keep track of what you're ordering online. And, um, you know, another option would be to shop local. Yeah. I think a great idea is support our local small businesses, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we live in Savannah. There's lots of cute little shops to go to and places for people to get really wonderful gifts, I'm sure. Um, other listeners know good places to go as well. But um, is there anything else you want to talk about about holiday safety or anything our listeners should take away from this podcast episode? Well, I you know, we talked about fires a lot. And uh, I know it's not holiday-ish, but space heaters. You know, I can never stress the importance of using your space heaters correctly, using the correct ones. Um, if you've got an electric space heater, please don't leave it plugged in overnight. Um, please make sure that it's within manufacturers so many feet away from anything else. Um, please make sure that there's no frayed wires. I'm terrified of fire. And uh, space heaters scare, scare me, electrical space heaters especially. But, you know, make sure it's got an automatic shutoff uh, so if it tips over, if something happens during the night, it tips over or whatever, you're, you're not going to have a fire. Uh, so please inspect those space heaters and use them safely. And, you know, if you've got, please don't bring in those outdoor propane heaters and bring them in the house to, to use them uh, or grills. I, you know, again, this time of the year, if you ride by station, I, I can't even remember, I think it's station three. But it's the fire station on Oglethorpe uh, Avenue. Mm -hmm. They have that big wreath, and every time there's a house fire, they add a red bulb. And it's just so sad and heartbreaking for a family right here at the holidays to have a fire, and it's because of a space heater. So, um, you know, I think that's something that we should all really pay attention to um, this, especially when it gets cold, and it's going to be cold next week. So, um, I just, you know, I think that's, that's really the, the only thing that I, you know, if we talked about nothing through this whole podcast, but space heaters, you know, if it saves one person, one family from the tragedy of, of having a house fire, then I think we've done our job. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's an important message to bring up. You know, it's Savannah. So think we, we don't, thankfully, we don't get super cold. But sometimes we do have some cold spells come through and people may not react in the most appropriate manner. They might not think through what they're doing and, and bring in some space heaters or bring in some propane. And they're just not thinking about some of the consequences that might happen with it. So I think that's a really good point to bring up. Um, the weather is unpredictable, but let's make sure that we, we think through what would, what would need to happen if it got cold and we needed to move our party inside how we could do that in a safe and effective manner. I think it's a really good idea. Yeah. All right. Well, we, as always, thank you for joining your podcast at this point. It's not, it's not mine and Sakili's anymore. Lee's like a permanent member. 
her boss jokes with me all the time that perhaps it should be a safety podcast. And I think at this point we can. I, I enjoy being here with you guys. I think um, I think you have a great message. I love your preparedness podcast. So um, I do share it on my social media. Oh, I've seen it. I've seen it. I like it. All right. Well, listeners, I hope you have an absolutely wonderful holiday season. This is not the last you'll hear from us in 2021. I promise you that. And we'll be back uh, talking about social vulnerability. We'll be back talking about uh, actually with the guest speaker from the Salvation Army talking about how you can help those that are less fortunate than you this holiday season and how you can give back to your community. So until then, talk to you guys later. Bye.